This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite. Start getting. <laughs> Hey, so we got episode 33 of the Real World coming back to you. I thought I'd give you a little more energy than my normal voice does since I'm always so chill and mellow. But since we've officially gotten past the Thanksgiving hump, I can now act like I'm actually excited for Christmas to come up. Because it's about to be the Christmas season and Christmas is honestly the best time of the year, I thought we'd take some cool topics to discuss this week. Um, But none more than, in my opinion, uh, what we do with forgiveness. You might think about, you know, how Christmas relates to forgiveness. There's always this whole thing with being naughty or nice when Santa had his list. Here's the thing, though. Everybody's been naughty at some point. And one of the questions that I really want to ask all of my listeners is that, um, should you be ostracized for life when you've made certain mistakes? Now, certainly I agree. If you go and you shoot somebody in the head, you kill them. Sorry to be so graphic. Uh... When those things happen, I get that people don't want to forgive or forget, and I'm not advocating for that. But a lot of things have happened over the last few weeks, and I want to know, uh, do we find it in ourselves to forgive people for mistakes that they made? Whether, you know, it was a mistake made to somebody, it was victimless, whatever, how do we reconcile that? We have a situation where uh, not too long ago, and I want to say this might have even been before the last time you heard me on on air, um, one of the Ball brothers uh, went to China, him and some teammates from UCLA, uh, stole some stuff from some high-end stores. Now, the president said that he got involved. I don't know if he did. The State Department certainly did. There were some issues there. The question becomes, where's the teaching moment that we have for these young men? I've heard everybody say things from hey, they should be suspended for the season for playing college basketball to, you know, kicked out of school. How does any of those consequences help them as people? And I think this is one of the things that get lost in like our our lust for punishment and what we feel is like being just and revenge. Like revenge has become a huge thing in our society. If you commit a crime against somebody, somebody, you know, wants to see you go down. I don't have the perfect answer to what that thing should be or, you know, how harsh a sentence should be. But there's a certain thing about letting a person know, hey, what you did wasn't right. You need to be punished for it. But you also have a path to come back and to be, you know, an accepted member of society. And this is the question that I'm posing to everybody, because honestly, I don't know. We live in a world now where they thought the harshest of penalties for everything because they want to make an example of you. I mean... As a person who I've tried not to watch football, I'm still a Raiders fan, this doesn't necessarily, you know, equate to the same thing that I'm saying, but you see the way that the commissioner hands down penalties whenever these players do something. It's because, hey, we're trying to show that this isn't allowed in our game and we need to make an example of you. You can look at this over a number of different things right now where penalties have gotten harsh. And one of the things that got me thinking about this topic and why I wanted to touch on it, I was just looking at the expulsion numbers for kids um, out of high school, how fast kids are getting suspended these days for things, and the types of 
things that they're doing to warrant a suspension. Now, I was no saint. Sure, I was a good kid, but I can give you a prime example of something that, you know, frankly would have gotten kids suspended these days. My senior year, um, at a certain point, it became sort of like a running joke that, like, nobody really wanted to do anything. There were certain things that I just felt like I wasn't learning anymore, so I was over it. I had senioritis. I want to say this is my last semester there, uh, the fourth quarter. And when I was there, the big thing was like, okay, well, I just like playing basketball. So every day, every period that I could go to to play basketball in gym, that's what I wanted to do. As one of the smart kids, like I did the mock trials. I was on the National um, Honor Society. I had all of these accolades to say like, hey, he's one of the good ones. So I decided one day, I'm going to go play basketball. I don't really want to go to class. I don't even know what class I'm missing. But the point of it was, instead, for the first time, um, the gym teacher was like, hey, you can't come in. Your period is tomorrow, like morning, and I already know that. Like, normally I'm down with it, but they've been cracking down, so you're out of luck. As I've now become the kid that's late, what could be an offense that you could get suspended for, I remember one of my baseball coaches saw me, and he was like, okay, so because you want to skip class, here's what we're going to do. You are now going to work it off. The entire period, and I want to say our periods were something like an hour and a half long or something back then, you were going to do work because you didn't want to go to class. So I'm doing mountain climbers, I'm doing push-ups, I'm doing sit-ups, I'm doing anything that they tell me to do because they said, if you don't do the things that we've asked of you, the punishment will get worse. Well, I wasn't alone. One of my boys was with me that day. And while I was sitting there just, you know, grinding through to get through with the workout that they told me to do, Mind you, I'm pretty sure I had on some Jordans and some jeans and whatever else. This wasn't me in, in gym clothes. So now I get to smell like full court basketball in my actual clothes as punishment for me being stupid. But fast forward to my boy, he wasn't working as hard as I was. He didn't take it as serious. So they were like, okay, you know what? We're not going to suspend you. But here's what you're going to do. We got to track me tomorrow. You're going to help us dig some of these ditches that we need for these kids doing like the high jump or, you know, whatever jumping activity. So he's out in the back digging stuff. You know what I'm saying? He has a shovel and he's digging sand and he's shoveling stuff all because he didn't want to do this. Now, I learned my lesson. That was the last time I tried to skip class in high school. It just wasn't worth it for me to have to go through that and then to have to go to practice, you know, later on that evening. So I was never labeled as a kid that was bad, but this is why I'm asking, what's the line? How do we figure out where we figure, where we have punishment and then we have redemption and we allow people to kind of learn and grow from the things that they've done? I don't know what that part, that line is for people, you know, uh, specifically like, uh, I want to say Leangelo Ball. I think that's the, my brother's name. Um, they all start with an L, but I wanted to make sure that was him. Specifically, what made me think of this is a lot of the allegations around people in Congress. You certainly have the actions of a person like, you know, um, Al Franken, who, while, and I tiptoe around this lightly because I'm trying to be very respectful of women, but the truth of the matter is people did a lot of things that weren't seen as being harassment because nobody ever checked them for it. That doesn't make it right. But here's where we start calling a spade a spade. 
if we think that things are accepted behavior because for whatever reason, you're scared you might lose your job, you're scared a guy's more uh, physical than you, so he might you know, impose himself on you. There are a number of reasons why women that are justified, why women have decided, you know what, I'm not going to say anything about the actions that somebody's doing that make me uncomfortable, but I don't like it. So this is why men continue to do these things. They didn't know any better. I'm looking at it from my own lens where I'm like, I know certain stuff just isn't okay. Al Franken trying to kiss on some woman or, you know, the, the photo where he has his hands all over her, uh, her breasts. I get it. None of that's okay. Not justifying that. But do you think that that's enough of a bad thing that he's done to ruin the rest of his Senate career? Should he resign? Should that be his punishment? Because as we've seen, this isn't a criminal offense, but clearly there's a backlash and a, um, and a rightful reason for women to feel the way that they are. Like, this is a very poignant time that we're living in. Like, I don't think that we're going to go through another time period where this is the moment where if you did something, if you're probably over the age of 40, maybe 45, and things that you thought that were cool in the 70s, things you thought that were cool in the 80s, they're not cool in 2017. I think this is something that all of us should really focus on. As we've kind of, you know, gone along with this thing called life, the world has gotten to be a better place and certain things are no longer accepted. Like I know that, you know, the saying is that the world is not a better place than it used to be. It's categorically false. It's safer. Crime happens less. The difference is your access to information is exponentially larger. And because you can have so much information, you tend to know about things a lot more than you did. If a kid got kidnapped when I was six, he ended up on a milk carton maybe months after he was already gone. If a kid gets kidnapped now, I think if they're gone for an hour, you can call an Amber Alert, you know, the license plate, the car, the person, it's blasted to every place that everybody can see. And I'm pretty sure that that's increased the return rate of like kids that are getting abducted. So as we can see, we can look at all of these things and we can say, wow, okay. Honestly, we need to start setting some kind of like boundaries for how we feel people should act. What Al Franken did in the mid 2000s wasn't cool. Not going to sit here and tell you that it was. Now the question becomes to me, what do we do about it? Honestly, answer yourself for, for that question. Because a lot of us, again, have done things that we probably aren't proud of, things that were not right, things that may not you know, technically be illegal or a crime, but they certainly leave us into a place where we're vulnerable and people don't like it. So what do we do? None of us are perfect. This goes to uh, kind of like, I don't want to say longstanding, but like my growing disdain for a woman like Angela Rye where I feel like a lot of her arguments lack nuance. Specifically, she spoke about, uh, there was a period where it was like, hey, anything that had anything to do with a slave monument should be, should be taken down. Because both uh, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson owned slaves, we should get rid of their monuments too. The nuanced argument that I always say is like, while yes, you're right, the world was a different place. Certain things that they did are no longer accepted. I can't hold you to the same standard that I'm holding myself because the world's changed. Slavery was, I get it. We all think it's a, it was abhorrent. 
it was an accepted part of life in the 1700s, in the 1800s. And because I see that these people have made these mistakes and they've certainly been way too aggressive with women, I'm not saying they should get off scot-free. But how do we figure out what to do? How do we figure out how to move forward and to have an honest conversation with it? How do we figure out the nuance in it? Because again, what Al Franken did was wrong. It made somebody extremely uncomfortable. But was it a crime? That's the only thing that I keep running back to. Like you have so many things that happen that are along these lines as a man, I worry about myself. Like I won't lie to you. There's this part of me that says, was there ever a situation where I made a woman feel uncomfortable and because I made you feel uncomfortable and something that I thought was okay, will this now cost me the rest of my life or whatever success that I had? You have a situation where you have a, a congressman like John Conyers from, from Detroit where he's going through the ringer right now. And honestly, what he did or what he was alleged to do was way worse than I think what Al Franken did. But again, it's not criminal, but it's certainly unethical. So how do we punish that? Do we say all of the accomplishments and stuff that you've done through the civil rights era need to go away? Do we say you get out of Congress, you go away, die, we don't care what happens to you? I don't know the right answer to that. This is sort of the same thing that killed Joe Paterno. When Joe Paterno was, you know, let go from Penn State, it was because of like the allegations of what Jerry Sandusky did. Everybody thought that Joe Pa should have known and should have put a stop to it, and he didn't. And that's why they said, you know what, your statues are coming down, we're getting any memory of you out of here, and I don't know if that's, obviously, like, again, that's a touchy subject. I just don't know what the answer is. But I think that's the conversation that needs to be had between everyone. We should stop having these, these issues that are so touchy that we can't have an open dialogue about. I can be wrong and I can have a bunch of women tell me I'm, I'm wrong and I'm okay with that. But you telling me I'm wrong helps change my thinking because at this point, I'm looking at it from a certain perspective that I don't understand as a man. But I would also, you know, hope that women would see the exact same thing where certain things require nuance. It's not always going to be, you know, so cut and dry. I think one of the things that I, I took the time to do was have conversations with women about what sexual harassment was. And while that's tough, I asked them like straight up, what's the difference between sexual harassment and you being uncomfortable with a man. And then I threw in the third caveat, would you be uncomfortable with the actions of that man if you were into that man and like that man? Because the other, the unfortunate truth is that a lot of things are accepted if it's done by the right people. And this is all why we all have this mixed up kind of like feeling of what's what. If I can get away with doing something because you like me, but if my friend does the exact same thing and it's harassment, that means that the thing that I'm doing and my friend are doing are wrong. And you should tell me, hey, I like you, but what you did or how you approached me was wrong. But that conversation doesn't happen because everybody stands in their corners. We have to be honest enough with ourselves to have this conversation. So again, I don't have all of the answers. This is the spur conversation. This is so that you can talk to the people that you really trust 
or that you enjoy having conversations with, have that conversation. Pick your spouse. Talk to your parents. Talk to your grandparents. Talk to anybody you can. Just don't do this at work because I don't want you to get fired and then you blame it on me for having that. Um, but that's just what I'm thinking right now. Dialogue is everything. I hope that we can kind of continue this conversation. Obviously, if you want to shoot something to me, you can follow me on Twitter. You can shoot me an email. All of my contact information is always with my podcast. So reach out to me and let me know what you're thinking about this because I really want to know. I want to be a better person, but I can't be a better person if I don't get that feedback from other people who've had different experiences. So now that we're back, um, it's time for this week's Hate It or Love It. And while some of my loves or hates might be a week old, I really wanted to touch on some of these things because before the break, I thought that they were really cool and they're still relevant. And so it was one of the reasons why I wanted to kind of talk about them. So uh, my first hate, and I really want to notice as a person that really loves music, when did we decide that 50 Cent wasn't a good musician? Now, I get it. I want Kanan dead. Kanan should have died in season two. I really think that the Kanan character is probably messing up power because, again, he should be dead. And he wants to come back because, A, he keeps getting these checks for, for acting. B, it probably leads to him getting other acting checks. But let's be honest. Um... 50's put out like a number of bangers over probably like the last four years or so, and nobody seems to listen. I never see him chart. I never see him on, you know, on the radio. The only place I ever hear good 50 Cent music is in power because that's the only person that'll play it. Um, and so it just makes me wonder, why do we think that 50 no longer makes good music? And this is for all of my hip hop fans. Uh, if you remember... He had a track with Kendrick Lamar a few years ago called, um, what was the name of that track? Uh, we Up. Dope track. Kendrick ripped it, but this is before, I want to say this is around the time when, when Kendrick was on Good Kid, Mad City. Like, right after Good Kid, Mad City came out. He ripped the track. It was great. People didn't listen to it. It never really charted. 50 had a song with a Trey Song, Smoke. I like Smoke. I thought it was a banger. The beat was fire. The hook was cool. Everybody likes Trey on the verse. Like, what's the problem? Again, it didn't do anything. 50 arguably has the greatest intro to TV history with power. Whenever you hear Joe come in and don't like front of my singing voice, but my man goes, they say that it's a big rich town. Yeah. Everybody loves that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, myself included. I probably should have drank some hot like water before I tried to like pull that verse off. But again, don't judge me. Um, I can keep going with this stuff when it comes to 50 Cent and like why I think he's still a good artist. No, I don't go and I download all of his music myself, but I do know that he still makes good music. I wish we'd recognize that. Um, do yourself a favor and check out his new track. I want to say it's called Still Think I'm Nothing featuring Jeremiah. Dope, dope, dope track. My man spits fire on it. Jeremiah's great on the hooks. They've had great chemistry together. And I'm not even the biggest 50 Cent fan, and I can recognize a guy that makes good music. 
um, something else I hate. And I sort of touched on this uh, earlier in the pod. I hate that three kids specifically that were uh, African-American were dumb enough to steal from a Louis Vuitton store in China. Now, I get it. When you're a big-time college athlete, you've been entitled, you've gotten stuff free your whole life, there's a certain part of life that you probably don't get because you've been sheltered. This was a wake-up call and a reality check to anybody. We all know that things that happen in China are nuts. Their sense of justice is way different than ours. They will lock you up and throw away the key. So while I want to jump on them for being stupid, here's the real hate part. Everybody that's jumping on these kids right now forgot the things that they did at 18 and 19 years old. If my mother knew what a list of dumb stuff that I did at 18 and 19, I probably wouldn't be alive right now because she would have killed me first or thought that I was embarrassing my family and literally tried to take me out of here. If it wouldn't have been her, it would have been my grandmother or any number of my family members from all of the dumb stuff that I did. No, I'm not going to incriminate myself. I don't care what the statute of limitations is on this stuff, but I do know that I did dumb stuff too. So while everybody's being harsh and telling these kids that they're terrible people, and how could they do such a thing? Just remember, at 18, we all did dumb stuff too. No, it doesn't excuse them for what they did, but it certainly shows you that at 19, you don't lack the, the common sense just to be a grown-up. You're not ready to make real-life decisions because sometimes you're just going to do dumb things because you want to do dumb things. That's okay, but just recognize what it is. Here are my loves for this week, and I'm going to keep it short because I feel like I always hate a lot more than I give love. Um, maybe about two weeks ago now, by the time you hit us, there was an episode of Everyday Struggle. Uh, it's a YouTube show by Complex that comes on that K. Michelle did. So K. Michelle is you know, famous for loving hip hop. She's an R&B singer, has a dope body that may or may not be hers. Um, these are all things that make her famous and popular. The reason why I loved the interview and why I wanted to kind of have everybody else see it it was something to see somebody so passionate about their art. Everyone seems to be passionate about the money that they make from the things that they do. But there was something to be said about how she just said, you know what, I just want to make the music that I want to make. It's not about making money. I just want to share like my gift with people. I don't want the label to stop me. You know, I don't want to be put in a box of just being a black woman. I should just sing, you know certain kinds of music look a certain kind of way and that's all you look for me from like I want to sing a ballad you know ballads in her opinion have kind of gone away from black artists specifically because a lot of times now the only ballads you hear are from people like Adele you, Adele can sing a ballad and everybody's going to cop it but you don't hear ballads on the radio anymore and that was one of her big gripes she just said like as a black woman they're putting me in a box and they don't give me the space to succeed I want to make a country album. I want to sing really, really well on this country album and show people some stuff. It may or may not sell. That's not why I'm doing it. I just want to be able to make this art. I thought that that was dope. I thought that she said, you know, and one of the big things that stood out to me, we live in an era where literally you can't turn on the radio and understand most of the things that the people are saying. 
Like, we all complain, like, yo, trap music is women winning, mumble rap. R&B is dead. But the reason that R&B is dead is it's not because people aren't still making this kind of music. It's because we don't allow ourselves to listen to it anymore. There are a number of artists that I, I find myself listening to, and as a person that doesn't really listen to the radio, I do know this. They don't get radio spins. Like just last week, I went to see Black and uh, Sabrina Claudio. A Sabrina Claudio song will never make it to the radio in this climate. Hate to say it, but it's true. The beat's not slow enough. They don't have enough uh, bop in it, so you can't really twerk to it. All of the things that they used to do when I was younger, now I'm sounding real old, you won't necessarily do that. Like, yeah, we don't live in an era where we're having... The, the slow jams played in a, in a house party anymore. Like, we've been out of that era since I was, fuck, like, 12, 13. I think they stopped playing that stuff. Not since house party was hot and you was grabbing on a girl's booty. Like, that was that era. We moved to the era of everybody's grinding on everybody, on everything, to now we twerk and people just watch what you're doing because people don't dance no more. Or they have, like, the crazy little step dances that we've always kind of had. So... This is to say, I really want to see uh, where K. Michelle goes with this. Um, I'm a salute to anybody that's all about their artistry. I'm not hating on the people that do trap music. I'm not hating on the guys that do mumble rap. You got your lane too. Like I think as somebody that's older, a lot of times like we have a tendency to say like, "Yo, this stuff is whack." I'm not trying to be that dude that's get off my lawn. I'm not old enough yet for that even if I'm not really rocking with it. Um, something else I love. Uh, small businesses. So I had a boy, like one of my boys came over uh, maybe last week. We were chopping it up and we were rapping and he saw a sticker that was around my house. Um, the cool thing about this sticker was that it was from a company that I bought a t-shirt from. And why it stood out to him, he was like, yo, you seem to support a lot of small businesses. Like you'll buy like these t-shirts from things that say these messages that for stuff that you believe in. And I was like, yo, you're right. Like I give enough of my money to Nike. I give enough of my money to, you know, um, all of these expensive brands that I feel like there's something to be said about people who just have a vision like myself and they just want anybody to support what they're doing. So if you make something dope, and you got a $25 t-shirt, I'm probably going to cop it. You got a $35 hoodie, I'm probably going to cop it. Mostly just because, A, I don't like looking like everybody else. So if I can have something that has a little writing on it, it stands out from the pack, I always thought that was cooler than just looking like everybody else. So my style has dictated for me to go and get things that I think that other people won't wear. That's always been my thing. So it's I'm very much either plain or I have on one of my little slogan tease that says something cool. It's always been a conversation starter. Um, but these are the things that I think that we should support. We got to support our own. Everybody's got a vision. Everybody wants to be successful. And if you see people putting in this kind of work, it's up to us being like the community to help foster that. We don't just have to give money to the, you know, the top 1% or the biggest corporations. We can start keeping our dollar locally and see what it does for us. So sure, 
I can't tell you that any of these brands that I've ever bought from or supported have listened to a single episode of mine. And that's okay. It's not about that. I don't need it to be reciprocated. Other people are doing that for me by listening. And these are the people that I don't even know. So shout out to them, man. Um, Support your small businesses. I know Small Business Saturday just happened. I'm not really rocking with Black Friday anymore. Um, Not that I ever did. I just think that it's one of these things where, if I'm being honest, it's all about money and it's about capitalism. And they're trying to sell me something that I probably really don't want. Like, I'm not really trying to buy, like, low-end electronics or clothes that I already get. So, um, that's that. That's my loves and my hates for this week. Uh, this is episode 33. I hope you guys have another good week. You should get this Wednesday morning, um, since I'm recording this early before I go hoop for a change. Uh, if you're looking for outlets of where to find the podcast, you can find me on SoundCloud. You can find me on the iTunes store. I'm at Google Play. I'm at TuneIn. Thanks again. Have a good one. See you next week. Peace.